I knew it. I didn't want to believe it. I didn't want to curse myself or you or Ron DeSantis. But I knew it. I knew that the leftist media was going to come out and and try to make it his try to make the hurricane his fault. I mean, I they're not exactly doing that, of course, but they are not surprisingly using Hurricane Ian to uh, smear Ron DeSantis as if it's somehow his fault. Oh, he's a, he's respectfully requesting federal aid. What's what's the headline? Who cares? DeSantis goes from depraved to docile as he seeks federal aid after Ian. Not even gonna bother. That's from MSNBC. News media politics is just the worst. Because it's so insincere. It's completely morally bankrupt. And I know I hammer on this all the time, but I, I really feel like it's because of the corporatization of everything. Just like the knockoff crap you get on Amazon. For Remember... Remember when you would get on Am- when you could find everything on Amazon for cheaper than you could find it in the store. That was how Amazon got such a huge share of the market. They didn't have to pay for any of the overhead that comes with having a, a storefront, you know, brick and mortar retail location they just warehouse everything take a picture of it put it online and say hey you can get this for 15 bucks less than you can get it in the store kind of the same way that walmart became the biggest retailer in the united states But now, and I have this same beef with eBay. Now, anything that you find on Amazon or on on eBay, in my experience, is almost guaranteed to be counterfeit. It's a knockoff. It's a piece of crap that somebody in China made with their 3D printer. It's not what you actually want. But kind of like we were talking about yesterday, these people are insulated by the magic of the internet. You can't take it back to their store and take it to customer service and say, hey, what is this crap? I want a refund. What do you do? You got to go. You got to go online. You got to send. And I, I got to hand it to Amazon at least a little bit. They do make the return process pretty easy. I bought a subwoofer, a 400 watt 
down firing reference monitor. And uh, I didn't like it. I wanted to return it. It was my fault. Well, it was partly my fault, partly the fault of the person that listed it because my issue was I couldn't uh, connect it to my equipment because it didn't have the right ports. And there was no picture of the ports in the listing. So I get on Amazon and say, look, I'm sorry, this isn't working for me. I'll pay for the return shipping, you know, whatever. Just give me my money back. It was like 400 bucks. And the automated system came back and said, sorry, we're not accepting returns on this item. So I thought, the hell you aren't. I'm going to start a live chat because, I mean, that's the beauty. You know, I go back and forth. There's, there's a definite duality to my hatred of the internet. So I start a live chat, which is great. Didn't have to call anybody and say, hey, here's this problem. And they said, oh, okay, well, we're sorry. Uh, we'll refund your money, but we don't want the speaker back. And this was um, six or seven years ago now, and I'm able to use the this subwoofer in my mixing and mastering process of some of the other things I do in the audio world. And I love that story. I tell it to people all the time because basically I got a nice piece of equipment for free just because Amazon didn't want to deal with it. But the quality of our goods has been on such a downward spiral because people don't want to hassle with it. Their item shows up, it works great for a couple of weeks, and then it breaks because it's a knockoff. And people don't have time. They can't package it up and take it somewhere to drop it off, wait for their refund or, or whatever. And it's, it's the same, it's the same thing. Like, uh, when you subscribe, when you, the, the seven day free trial, right? You sign up for some service. Get a seven-day free trial. Sign up for free. And if you forget to cancel it by the sixth day, well, then they hit your bank account. And maybe you forget. Because it's only five bucks a month, six bucks a month. And how many years go by as you're getting dinged for that five, six bucks a month and you realize, ah, oh, I'm not even using this thing. How do I, I got to go, you know, if you can sign up from your Roku, get that free 15 day trial of HBO max. And then what do you got to do if you want to cancel it? Well, you got to go log in and figure out, you know, sort through all the menus, figure out 
where you have to go, what information you have to input in this completely different setting to undo your subscription. And that was actually one really great thing that Obama did. He said, if you're going to be able to sign up with ease, you have to be able to cancel your subscription with ease. But it's still not that easy, and that's the point. The more difficult it is to seek justice in whatever setting, I know it sounds a little bit dramatic, but it is the definition. The more difficult it is for you, the consumer, the easier and more profitable it is for the other party, the manufacturer, the supplier, the service provider. And it really seems like the more profitable something becomes, the less committed the corporation is to sustaining the quality. They're only concerned about making a thing. Really, they're only concerned about keeping that money coming in. So they got to make a thing, but they don't care if that thing is good. It only has to be good enough to keep the money coming in. And I think it's become the same thing with the news. I mean, what do we know about what's going on in Florida? Okay, there was a hurricane. But how many details, how many details are honestly under dispute? And I'm not trying to suggest that the hurricane didn't happen. I'm only using it as an example. If you've never been to Hawaii, you can't, you can't say for sure that, that Hawaii is there. You got to take somebody's word for it. Oh, well, it's right there on the map. Okay, who made the map? Who sponsors the map company? Who's funding it? George Soros, who? <laughs> For something like that, it's pretty crazy, right? But look at where we've come in the last seven years. So CNN doesn't care if they're reporting great news. They just have to report something. They have to keep creating a product. Now, how would the news, how would CNN, how would MSNBC manage their overhead? Okay, you will. It takes a certain number of kilowatts to run the newsroom, right? Can't really skimp there. Maybe get some LED bulbs, some cheaper camera equipment. You can get some really cheap light stands on, on Amazon, you know? <laughs> you get some savings there. 
So you sacrifice your quality. Because that's what you do in the corporate world. If you want to increase your profit margins, you got to make cuts somewhere. So maybe you fire Brian Stelter. He's probably collecting a nice payday. He outlived his usefulness. How long was he even there? So Brian Stelter was at CNN. I've just learned for nine years. And he was making, I mean, he probably wasn't making a million dollars a year the, that whole time. But upon his firing, his contract dictated that he be paid a million dollars a year. So that's a nice savings by getting rid of Brian Stelter. And that will decrease quality a little bit. I mean, if you considered Brian Stelter to be quality. Some did. CNN obviously did uh, until a certain point. He'd outlived his usefulness, apparently. Don Lemon's gone, too. But guess what? The message is still coming from the same place. The people entering the information into the teleprompter are the same. Or irrelevant, at, at least. So you could make an argument that there will be an increase in quality because Brian Stelter's gone, but that becomes a matter of political opinion. And on paper, even for CNN, it's a net positive because that's one less person that they have to pay a million dollars a year to. But you can't always point to a corporate decision being save money or increase quality or decrease overhead because years ago, YouTube updated its terms of service and lost an incredible amount of its valuation as a result of that. Yes. In 2019, they changed their terms of service to basically say, uh, if we don't like what you put up there, we're going to delete it. And they lost 8% off their market cap, I think is the correct terminology. And that resulted in Alphabet losing $80 billion. And they did that so that they could control the information on their platform. Taking them out of the platform definition and making them a publisher by definition. But I'm not really interested in getting on into all of that nitpicky crap. The most interesting thing is that they made this decision 
most likely knowing that they were going to lose a ton of money because of it, and they did it anyway. So the thing, the, the concept tickling in my brain is, well, who, who was the private donor that was going to help them make up that loss of revenue? Maybe nobody. But that's not why I do a podcast. <laughs> no, it was uh, who, 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 I mean, maybe they split it up. Amongst a few countries, amongst a few foreign entities or non-governmental organizations or George Soros-affiliated groups. China loves to control the flow of information. America loves to control the flow of information, for that matter. But it seemed for a long time like YouTube wanted to move out of the, uh, oh, what would you call it, Wild West <laughs> of content creators and into more of a Netflix style. There, see, there was this big debate when the flat earth sensation was rolling out. Where the hell did that even come from? I've been on this earth for several years and up until the last, what, five, I had never heard anyone suggest that the earth was anything other than a round globe as we've been taught. But YouTube didn't want people getting on their platform and I mean, this was the argument that was alleged. They didn't want the insane crap popping into users' feeds and hurting their engagement. As if somebody who was getting on YouTube to check out some videos would go, what is this, Flat Earth video? Mm-mm, can't have this. I'm deleting the app. I'm reevaluating my life. I'm going to sell my house. I'm going to get rid of all my electronics. I've been broken by some randos video about how the earth is flat. So I don't know. I mean, what do you think about that? It's mysterious. It's not something that anybody talks about in the mainstream world. Alphabet, the parent company of Google and YouTube, etc., lost $80 billion by changing their terms of service so that they could de delete videos. And I still see day after day, at least somebody in my social media feed is complaining about how YouTube deleted their videos. And I just think, ah, join the club. We can build a fort. It'd be awesome. Google nukes my entire existence. Hundreds of hours of video. I can't even get into my Gmail account. <laughs> Cry me a river. And stop posting on YouTube. If you don't want YouTube to delete your videos, don't post them there.
Oh, but that's where all the people are. They're on YouTube. Well, that's because you keep, po I mean, what came first? The chicken or the egg? Guess what? If you didn't post your videos on YouTube anymore, your audience would have to go find your videos on some other platform. But since you keep posting your videos on YouTube, YouTube's engagement stays the same. If you're so upset at YouTube, stop giving them your content. Stop supporting them. It's not, it's not mysterious. If you're upset at the quality of your Amazon products, stop buying your products from Amazon. If you don't like what Walmart pays its employees, stop shopping at Walmart. This awful situation that we're in is largely of our own making. Now, there's some control of information issues there. There's some poverty, some, you know, some economic issues there, of course. But if we're going to change things, I mean, this goes way beyond politics. I mean, we're under full corporate control. The corporations pay our politicians. They employ us. They're responsible for, for our livelihoods. But we're supposed to believe that if we just go to the ballot box and vote that we're going to be able to change things. No, no, we, we have to control these corporations with our own incomes. Do not support a business that hates you. Support me instead. Share this show. Tell everyone you know. Have a great, uh, great weekend. I'll be Bye. back.